Hey family, this is Pastor Devin Miller and you are listening to Clear Faith Christian Ministries podcast on Anchor FM. You know, it's a lovely day and I'm out driving with my fiance Candace. Say hi Candace. Hello. And um was thinking about you know our theme for the podcast which is looking at relationships uh, from a spiritual and natural perspective and all the things that we have relationship with just thought as we were driving and enjoying the day that uh, we give you a kind of a perspective or, or a woman's perspective of relationships both spiritual and natural how does one feed into the other and how does one enhance the other so I'm going to interview my fiance Candace Martin while we're driving Uh, because we deal with relationships all the time in our work in counseling as you know and so uh, oftentimes she's allowed uh, given the opportunity I should say to pour into women and many of them come from different backgrounds different perspectives but she always seems to have a word that really speaks to where they are, not just in the relationship that we're dealing with in counseling, but how they are as women, uh, especially Christian women. So I guess what I would ask is, you know, what is the relationship for, from a woman's perspective of your spiritual relationships with God as they relate to your natural relationships with, you know, uh, your spouse, with uh, your boyfriend, uh, with your children, and even with yourself. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, it's, it's very hard to have a relationship, or let me say, put into a relationship without knowing who you are, without knowing who you are inside and knowing who you are as it relates to God and so first of all finding you have to find yourself find who you are find and, and as related to your connections through your family through through what you your understanding of Christ and all of these things come together to to build help you understand who you are as a woman. And what I mean by that is that if I'm lost and I'm searching for some for something and I'm looking out to, in all the wrong places to find out to find that thing, it, it could be just that it's all in God that I'm looking for. My peace, if I'm searching for peace, if I'm searching for love and joy, all of those things are are rested in God and who and and so searching for things sometimes to me people are all out looking and floundering around and, and all of these things because they don't know who they are in Christ so for me my journey has been I had to find Candace as it relates to who God says I am I have to find Candace as in who, where God says I should be. Not trying to lean to my own understanding, not trying to find it on my own, but to 
trust God, rely on him to be my navigation system to say in a sort. So once I got to that point, then I could, then I can, I found what I was looking for. So I'm not needing someone else to validate who I am. I'm not needing someone else to tell me that I'm worth my worth. I know my worth. And so once I do that, then that, then I can be okay and hold enough as a person, not half of me, not still, but a whole person to be able to be the mother that I needed to be, the 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 friend I need to be, the lover I need to be, the, the wife, the, the and all of these parts, these working parts. If you don't know who you are, it's hard to pour into all of these working parts. Something's gonna go lacking. Something somewhere down the line, you're gonna shortchange one of these responsibilities. You're gonna shortchange being a mother. You're gonna shortchange being in a uh, being successful as a friend or, or or in a relationship with a boyfriend or whoever. Why? Because you don't know who your center core self is. Right. Right. So let's let so let me play this part. A lot of times when men and or women are trying to find themselves, and yes, we may say that they need to center themselves in God, they come up in the natural up against tradition, up against norms, up against expectations that may not flow with what God says. But yet we still live in a world, right? We still live in a society that tells us who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be. So for someone who may not be as strong in the Lord and may be influ influenced by the world, how, how would you tell them to do the dance? How would you tell them to, to you know, be centered in a world that tells you to be all for self and be all, you know, you know what image the society says is the proper image and all of this. What 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 would you tell them? Well, I mean, you. I read this thing today when we were out, and it said, "Be yourself," because that all other positions are taken. So, if you don't, being yourself means that you flow in the natural who you are naturally you don't have to pretend to be something else it's taking off the mask of what society says you have to be to be okay you don't have to be a size one you don't have to be a, a in a nine a size nine as a woman we battle with image self-image um we battle with what society says is beautiful we battle with what a man's what a, what we think a man views uh, as beauty. So we're we're taught, we're always struggling. We're always struggling to be something that we're not. So we we buy into all of this this stuff, and in that it, the inner self becomes it becomes chaotic in a sense because we're trying to balance what the world says is okay and what we feel is okay. But let me just say this. Go with what feels good for you. It's okay. I, I had to adjust my life to know that I, when I, when I got thyroid disease, I got, I got heavy. And it was a battle for me. 
I would look in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw because I wanted to be that old Candace that was a nine. That was a small because society says small is beautiful. So I battled with that. So what I had to do is look, start af giving myself affirmations of who I am now because I can't be something that I'm not. I am beautiful. Why? Because I'm beautiful in the inside. I care about people. I love people. I care about what's, how I treat people. So all of this stuff helps me become better and affirming myself to say, that was a beautiful choice. Everybody don't possess that. That, that, you got, you locked the market down on that part. So just affirming myself every day to say that I am worth it. My beauty is not just about the package. I can be packaged in a big package and still be beautiful. I can feel whole by knowing that I am perfectly made in how God made me. Right. And if you don't even, if you don't have anyone else to tell you, you tell yourself. You don't have to listen to what the world says is beautiful. Listen to what is inside of you. Affirm yourself. Give yourself, build your own confidence of how. By, by doing the things that feel right for you. That, that feels good to you. You don't have to let the world society tell you anything about you. God made you the way that you are. You are beautifully and perfectly made. And that is enough. Nothing else matters. That is enough. And you have to tell yourself the way that I am, who I am, the package that I'm in is enough. Right, right. And so that's good, that's good stuff. I think a lot of women battle um, and we see it all the time in who we counsel. Uh, a lot of women battle with self-image. A lot of women battle with either being too much of what the world wants or being too little to themselves and thinking that they're trying to please the other person by diminishing themselves. And so what, what comes to mind is, is the role of the church and how does the church play into um, how the church plays into the whole image piece, uh, and how the how the church plays into who we're supposed to be in God, and tries to give us uh, a, an impression or an image. And I see this more for men uh, in the church as well, because you know men can't relate always to the pastor. And sometimes in the relationship, uh, if they're Christian, which is what we deal with, if the if the man does not have a relationship with God, and you know, it's very hard for him to find a relationship in the church because of the image of the men in the church. Uh, likewise, um, for women. There's also a role that is that they're subject to that may be contrary to who they are, uh, and so when we're talking about healthy relationships, both spiritual and natural, what is the role of the church in ensuring that that happens as well, from your perspective? Well, that's a, uh, 
don't know that I was ready for that question. <laughs> That's what we do here on Clear Faith Christian Ministries Podcast. We throw the questions that nobody throws. I think for me, the what I and I and I always take everything personal. So what would I need? For the from the church is what you know, but that's the only way that I know how to answer things is from my experiences or what what I think as a woman I need. Right. Um. A, first of all, to me, a, a church a church can be two things. It 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 should to me what it should be is a place where I can go judgment free. Right. A place where I can go. That's somewhat of a hospital in my in my mind. A place where I can go where I'm amongst other people with different illnesses or sicknesses or problems and we're all in the same place seeking the same thing. Right. And that's healing, deliverance, and all of this stuff. But a pl- what to me where the church has failed is you get saved and you get sanctimonious. You get saved and you get self-righteous. You get saved and you no longer are that sick person. You're this now. You're this judgmental person that looks back on people that is maybe not where you are, and you cast in judgment. Right. Whereas what you should be doing as a church is welcoming people that have problems that are sick that need something from God and say hey you know what I was there mm-hmm. you put out the welcome mat right. the welcome mat to say bring me all your come in here with us we holding hands we praying together we all sick we all need something we're in this place together seeking the same thing but instead people shun away from going to the place because you're now that you're saved you're no longer you no longer can look back and say I was once there. You look back and say, "Oh, these people," you know, with judgment. Right, right. So, for me, I would need to be a church. To me, it's like the welcome place. It's like the place where I feel I'm amongst other people that are just like me. And when I say just like me, that means a person, people that are dealing with some. That are hurting for something, are needing something, are going through something, and we're all in the same place, looking for the same thing, connecting on the same level for the same purpose. Right, right. And so the church that that's what it is for me. So if we were if we were doing that, if we were doing that, if we were if that's what the world saw of the church, you wouldn't be able to close the doors. It would be not standing room only. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be people out in the yards running in saying, "What what do I need? Show me because I know you might you were there one time and you can help direct me to the man that can fix it." Right. But instead, people are like, "I don't want to go in that place because them people are judgmental. They act like they ain't, they ain't never been through nothing." Right. Right, and then, and this, and if you really look at the Bible from a relationship perspective, this is really what Christ was dealing with. Uh, you know, when we're looking at, you know, now we're embarking on Christmas and the birth of Christ. Uh, it was really about relationship. It was about God loved us enough and wanted relationship with humanity that He gave of Himself through His Word 
and wrapping his word around flesh to come and show what the relationship could look like. And in the midst of Christ's ministry, jumping way ahead, uh, he dealt with people on their level to show them that the God that we serve cares even about their situation. And if the church is supposed to be Christ's body in the, in the, in the natural, the representation of Christ in the natural, then our relationship to the people should be the same as, you know, when the Bible says, I wish, when Christ said, I wish that they were one as you and I are one, he was talking about relationship. He was talking about, I wish they would care about each other like you and I care for them. And I think this is kind of where in relationships, male and female, we miss it because we don't care for each other. We're so busy trying to live by the natural. And then when you bring the church into it, the church is so busy trying to live by what society says it's supposed to be instead of what God says it's supposed to be. So, you know, as we look at, you know, 2020 and we look at a new decade and we look at new opportunities and new possibilities uh, and, a, and a reset for many people's lives, you know, what what is your outlook for 2020 when it comes to uh, as, as a woman, as a mother, as a grandmother, as my fiance, as my partner, you know, one of the things that you've said and I wanted to get it on the airways is what your focus is for 2020. So share a little bit with our audience what what 2020 looks like for you. Well, 2020 for me, and I've been telling people leading up to going into the new year, is about self-care. I think we as women have poured out so much that we put ourselves on the back burner. We forget about the needs of ourselves because we're so busy trying to be mothers, wives, uh, working, and, and wearing all these mini hats, and we're not taking care of this body, both mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and so, I, for me, 2020 is going to be all about self-care. We as women have always thought if we do something for ourselves, it's selfish. Because we're not supposed to take care of ourselves because we're supposed to take care of our families. But let me just say this, an empty vase can't pour. So we need to take the time and, and steal away and meditate and to keep making sure that God fills us up with the things that we need so that we can be effective in our families, in our relationship, be effective with, in our jobs and with our children. Our grandchildren and all of the th people that are important to us, they need us to be on full. You can't drive a car on empty. You, we need to fill. We need to fill these bodies up with the, the with all the things that need. We need to push forward. So what I'm doing is I'm taking taking some time. I'm gonna make a schedule for myself. I'm gonna start meditating more. Even if it's, and, and I know that when I'm no longer like the mother, uh, my kids are grown now, but I know that that's hard to find moments. But you can find moments even if it's before you take a shower in the mornings or even at night before you go to bed when everybody's, when the house is quiet, just for yourself. I mean, I'm not a big yoga person, but if it's yoga that you need, you know, if it's a book, 
if it's self-help, you know, uh, a podcast, or if it's if motive, a self-motivating speaker, or find something, a scripture, a song, something in that moment to fill you up for that moment. And it has to be something that you're intentional about. You have to be intentional about the self, yourself, and your self-care. And I, and I'm just kind of guaranteeing, and 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 I'm saying this. Because I feel like if if you take care of yourself, your life, your perspective, your outlook on everything will change. And we won't be so frustrated. We won't be so angry. We wouldn't be so so uh, quick to leave relationships because we would take the time to do the things that we need to change our our mental our mentality, our our mental health, our 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 physical health. And so, for 2020, I'm going to do this whole journey. I'm going to start it on Facebook. And those that want to join in, I'm, I'm telling people, we need to just, if we have to do it together, to start self-care. We need to speak positively over our families. We need to pray more. We need to be intentional about the things that we're asking God for. We need to be specific as in what we're asking God for. And we need to be intentional on how often we do it. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, much prayer, much power. And because we don't pray much, we don't have much power. Right, right. You know, we're, we're weak because we're not going to the throne and asking for strength. So I'm just saying we have to do these things in 2020 to be better, be better in all aspects of our lives. Right, and would and would you would you agree, uh, or or yeah, would you agree that as we do our personal lives, so should the church do a self analysis and a self care to see, you know, where the they need. are and what they need and and uh, is their connection strong from the from leadership because we talked about leadership on our last podcast that a lot of leaders today are in it for themselves and they're not in it for the people so there's a lack of relationship and that stems from a lack of relationship with God and so they think that it's their church it's not God's church it's my church it's my people you know as opposed to it's God's church it's God's people and my cue comes from God, not what I think it should be. Same thing in a relationship from a male perspective. Because we've been given dominion, we think we're supposed to dominate. As opposed to relate to the helpmate that God has given us. So if I'm not taking care of myself, and if my connection is not good, then it's hard for me to take care of you. Because I'm looking for you to give me what I should get from God. As opposed to, I'm looking to God to give me what I need so that I can be the best that you need me to be. And so, and same goes to church. It, the, the same goes to church. If we look to God and look to him to give us our direction, you know, study the word to get our insight and then relate with the people so that we get our information uh, from them as to how what we receive relates to them because they have been entrusted to us. It's the same as in a, in a relationship like you and I. God entrusted you to me, but if I don't entrust our relationship to God, I'm not I'm not in my proper position in the in the relationship or in the marriage. And likewise, if you're not taking care of yourself, 
if you're not looking to God, if you're not meditating, if you're not praying, then you can't be what I need you to be for me. And we're both fighting each other to get what only God can give. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I want to I go back to this because while you were talking, this came, this came into my spirit. Like, what if the church treated the people as if, if, if you're not in this pew, this church wouldn't exist? If you're, you know, what if, like, the, the concept of customer service, in a sense. Right. You know, if you ever worked in customer service or work where there's clientele, everybody's motto is, without you, we're nothing. Right. right. So what if the church, the, the preacher, the, the church itself, you know, not the building, the brick and mortar, mm -hmm. but the, the people, the, the people right. treated everybody in that pew as a valuable asset. asset. Without you this wouldn't exist. And so would you be more hands-on? Would you be more intentional about each individual need? Because you would understand that those people come there seeking something that you have, mm -hmm. that God has given you for that day. Right. And if you would look at them as if, if you weren't in here, nothing, whatever I got in me, it don't matter. Right. What, what, what a change it, it would be for the people to feel like it that they matter. Right. That they're not just and I hate to go back to this stuff, but they're not just uh they're not just um a a, a, a dollar in a pew. Right. You know what I mean? Or an offering so that you know I, and I hate to go to that because I know everything is not every every church is not built on financially. Right. But what if you looked at them as their soul mattered. Mm. That each individual soul was met in art. Oh, thank you. I wasn't going to say this. That you are responsible right. for each individual soul. Well, the word says that. That, that we as leaders, we're, their, their souls are our responsibility. So, so you're right. We've gotten, but what you're saying in essence of saying that is we've gotten so far away from it. We're not right. You know, that, that you don't even know who the people are in your there church. You, go. Yep. you don't even know. And you're not interested. Yep. You're interested about the collective number. Yep. You're interested about if, if there was one section empty and what can we do to fill up that section? Not the needs of the people, not everybody came there that needs something from God. Right. And you as the shepherd, hold that responsibility you don't take it personal right it should be personal it should be you you should leave there as if okay god i hope you know i hear people i hear people say it all the time i hope something i said and done and bless your soul today or whatever but it's become cliche right because you really are you really intentional do you know why don't you come from up there and mingle with the people that came to hear the word that god gave you I'm saying hands-on is better. You don't know the people, and I understand once you get to a certain when you get to a certain number of it's it's hard to with each individual person. But I've also heard people say, "Well, I want to go to a church that's not so big because the pastor don't even know you, or you don't feel comfortable even going, or oh, not even comfortable. You can't even get to him. Right. Right. Period." Right. 
uh, you can't even get to him, period. So what if you, the pastor, the leader, the shepherd, the head of the house, what if that person took every individual person personal? And, and, and I'm not, and I, someone else, would, another minister, I'm sure would say, well, that's impossible. It's too many people, it's too, what, but I'm, I'm not really saying that. Cause you, if you work the bathroom, by the way, you're not going to talk to every person that comes in the door, Right. but if they come to your counter, every person that comes to the door matters Right. because you know, they, if they're in that store, you got a job tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So it is, you, you do take it personal. Right. That's what I mean. Like, if you would just take it personal and to say, I, I just a firm believer because I talk to people all the time and I know people are looking for something and the reason why they don't go to church because they don't feel like they're getting it. Right. Period. Right. They're not going, not going to church because I don't, I don't want to get up. People always say, if you get up, you go to the club at night, you get up in the It's not about that because you can, you can go to the club and still get up. If, if, you're, if you got a hunger and a thirst for what's there, right. you can get up. Right. But the people feel like, why get up? Why? Right. What's the <laughs> why, purpose? What? Why get up? Yep. Because I'm going there. Guess what? I'm going there feeling a certain way, and I'm leaving there feeling the same way. So then it's like, why put on clothes? Mm -hmm. Am I putting on clothes to show out and, and to make an impression uh, uh, that I got on a nice black suit today? Or am I going there because I need something? So then they're like, well, I can get that at home. I can pray at home. Right. I can listen to church at home. Yep. We got to change the way the people feel about going to church. Yeah. Yeah. Going to the hospital. I'm not going to put no peroxide on an open wound at home if it's oozing and it's infected. I'm going to go to the place that can heal or help me with my problem. Right. Right. To, 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 that can kill the infection that is plaguing my life. I'm not going to say, well, I'm just going to pour some peroxide on it and doctor it up myself because why go to the hospital? They're not going to do nothing. No, I'm going to say the hospital has exactly what I need and I'm going to put my clothes on and I'm going to the place that can help heal my need. And we should look at the church the same way. I totally 100% agree with you. And... Uh you know, at the end of the day, it's really about not only ourselves, but it's ourselves as it relates to God, as it relates to each other. Uh, and when those and once we're intentional, like you've been saying, once you're intentional about those relationships, starting with self, you know, the word says, you know, the two commandments that God that Christ gave us under the new covenant was to love God with all your heart, soul, and uh, strength, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he was intentional about saying, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love your neighbor. And if you can't love your neighbor, you have no relationship with God. And so I think in, in as we wrap this up, in, in all that we do, it starts and ends with our relationship with God. And if you don't have that relationship, you know, Clear Faith Christian Ministries is here as a virtual church uh, to help you find that connection. Uh, we teach on YouTube. We teach on YouTube. We teach on Facebook. 
We do this podcast for the sole purpose of helping people reconnect with God. And if they don't, and if they're already connected, strengthen that connection so that 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 connection can be uh, viewed and valued by the people outside that you come in contact with. Uh, It's not just about your spiritual relationship. It's also about how that relationship is then related to your natural relationships. And your spiritual relationship affects and infects all relationships that you come encounter with, you come in contact with. And so as we're about to wrap this up, what would be your parting words to our podcast audience when it comes to, uh, especially to the women that may listen to our show about what they're, uh, what they should be looking out for and what they should be focused on and be intentional about as they go into the new year? Well, my, once again, I'm say self-care. Find, find that woman inside and love on her. Make her understand her worth. Make her understand that she is worth worthy of all things. Love her, nurture her, caress her, and that way that and wait. And let me say this and fill her up. Fill her up. It's not selfish. It's selfful. We are trying to be self. So that we are able to give out to the to our the people in our lives that God has placed upon our tutelage. We to, we can love on them and we can give them what they need of us if we're selfful. Self care, selfful. All right. Well, you know we have reached our next destination. This has been Clear Faith Christian Ministries podcast on Anchor FM. Our guest. Today has been the lovely, the vivacious Candace Martin, love of my life, and keeps me on my toes. So, until next time, hey, have a joyous uh, Christmas season uh, this week, and uh, we'll be back next weekend. Uh, looking forward to uh, talking more about 2020 as it relates to relationships both in the spiritual as well as the natural. This has been Pastor Devin Miller, and you've been listening to uh, Clear Faith Christian Ministries podcast on Anchor FM. And until next, ta- until next time, may God's richest and greatest blessings be yours. Take care.